developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. I'm going to do a purge, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, just be like, eh, let's break yeah. the grid. Which you guys you got pretty do close to doing. do that sometimes. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> that was hilarious! Oh my god! Yeah, mm. <laughs> oh boy, I, I'm gonna save that for like when we really get started. But um, yeah, definitely, dude. I I can tell you guys stories about that. <laughs> that was wild. You usually get in before that happens, though. So that's like the funniest thing. Yeah, I. That's that's true. I'm I'm usually early in on the 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 roster yeah Mm -hmm. i've been there you know a few times once or twice and that's happened Uh, (laughs) oh always pull it through though oh yeah i mean like you know we we have one hell of a voyage man like i'm like this all right crew this is what we're gonna do we're gonna ride through this damn thing and we're gonna see what happens if spreaker up chucks we will side b this shit if we (laughs) exactly man it's not the (laughs) you know it's not the quality of the ship it's the the captain right yeah and then not only that, the stability of the crew, and we're pretty stable right now, so, you know, nothing bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine, we'll team up. I'm J-Man, and this is J360 Hangout, here on... J360 Radio! Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to J360 Hangouts number 11, yes, 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 right here in Jamiversary Month. I'm J-Man, of course, and with me today is an important special guest. He just released his album in this month, of course, the master of the sweaty, sweaty dance, (laughs) if you don't mind me saying that, Neon Sweatsuit. Hey, Hey, everybody, It's, it's me, it's Carter from Neon Sweatsuit. What's up? Super glad to be here uh, on the show today, Jay. That's yes, awesome. Yes, yes. Uh, it's good awesome to have you. You had me. So. Definitely, definitely, yeah, man. man. Excited to chat about music and nerd stuff and, and whatever. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a good time, man. This show's an hour, you know. And well, we can fill that hour up, too. Mm-mm-mm. Not to mention your four tracks there. Or three or four tracks. Yes. Actually, no. We'll go for four. Yeah, we get it. We, we good, we good. It's Jamiversary Month. Break all the rules. I make them. Before, yeah. <laughs> exactly. We do whatever whatever we feel like, yeah. Yeah, man, you shoot. And it's even better when you own the network. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know something, though? Going back into that Bond whole thing, like, it's not even just him, it's the villains. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on the, on the villains? Oh, man, you know, some of them, they go through a lot of hell. But, you know, outside the ones that are megalomania and where they want to take over the world, there are some that are really, really sympathetic, though. Like, um, I don't think Goldfinger would be considered um, sympathetic. And I don't think Dr. No would be. But 
I would like to say like Lashif. Lashif was just a hired hand, you know, from like um, Casino Royale. And then like you know Salva from um, played him Skyfall. again. Remind me who hmm? played Le, Le, Le Chief again? Oh, who Mads Mickelson. Oh, that's right. That's right. He's the guy that has like yeah. that little that little problem where like blood gets in his eye and stuff like that. He's got that right. scar. No, yeah. and they all have like yeah. some sort of ailment to them, akin to like how Batman's villains do. Yeah, Bond villains. They're, they're always interesting villains uh, oh, yeah. and they were always like there was always a charisma mm-hmm. you know that didn't always have with uh, you know with movie villains I feel like that's like uh, you know as much as someone an actor would want to get the Bond role the villain is like the cooler role in that movie sure is it doesn't matter what any of these marks say it's true <laughs> Just letting them know, <laughs> like right off the bat. Exactly. Come on now, if it, if a villain is not interesting, if a villain's not interesting, that hero has to do double duty to go ahead and be twice as cool. You understand what I'm saying? It's kind of like when you watch a Spider-Man mm. movie, and then like his villains are a lot more interesting than him sometimes. Like they sh- they drop the ball on uh, Amazing Spider-Man too because Electro was a more interesting villain than all that other shit. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I will never let it go. <laughs> you know, that's just that's just me, bro. I mean, I, I'll always defend Spider-Man in ways, not, you know, in ways because the MCU Spider-Man is kind of. I'm still I'm still out in the jury with that one, but you know. Uh, I man, I don't. We were talking earlier about like it's hard to know where to get started and like. Spider-Man is just one of those where I'm just so, like, I've, I've lost track on just how many there are. There's been so <laughs> many uh, different nations of, of, of Spider-Man that I'm going to sound like <laughs> like I'm old, but, you know, um, yeah, man, just lost track. I mean, it happens, though, because now, like, the universe is all converged. Like, the whole Spider-Verse thing is, like, a real thing now, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll draw you a map sometime. But as as yeah. of course, though, uh, this episode is helpful. Oh yeah, I, I I got you, man. I got you. <laughs> By the way, this whole episode though is about you, my brother. And you know what? To go ahead and let the people get to know Neon Sweatsuit, Carter, tell us how'd you get started in like producing music and like beginning with Neon Sweatsuit. Like, what what's the story? Yeah, man. Well, I. So I, I played bass for like the longest time. I, I um, since I was like eleven years old, and and so, and playing bass forever, and and playing in bands, um, I've always been kind of like partial to to like funk bands and that kind of stuff. Um, and I I, I kind of started playing piano, maybe. Know, six seven years ago and i was you know i was kind of like getting to this point musically where i wanted to do more than just just play the bass i guess like i i still really wanted to play bass and make that my main thing but i just wanted to like learn more about you know composition and and kind of um 
you know, when you're just playing kind of like funk bass, a lot of times you're, you know, even though you're playing, you get to play really interesting bass lines. Um, you don't necessarily like know about all the different like interesting chord movement and like harmonies that are going on that really like uh you know make that kind of music awesome like funk you know bass gets a lot of credit there's a lot of um really kind of interesting other parts that make it work so um yeah i I started getting into piano back in in like uh 12 and and kind of like looping my own stuff and uh never really did any like any any real project with that and then uh i i my most recent project has been a a 10 piece band and uh that's been going on since like 2016 um 2016 2017 and uh, recently we've kind of had to like put a pause on that because you know covid hit and we we couldn't get together for rehearsals anymore um you know and people in like a tiny unventilated room wasn't uh the greatest idea so um we we had to like take a, a, a bit of a step back from that and kind of tried to do a little something where we would record and do you know kind of like the remote band stuff it was just so hard to organize with 10 people you know throughout all that i got into recording and and uh building a little home studio for myself and uh in doing that i started kind of composing my own stuff and i but I'd love to do like my own like little retro funk project that I can use all my synths and still play some bass and record and also really getting into uh, animation and, and like pixel art at the time. So um, it, it became a really nice like a uh, mashup of, of kind of like the, the creative stuff I, I wanted to do that happened, you know, mid last year working on recording and figuring all that out and uh you know some other little details happened and and got here man so yeah it's, and i've been like learning ever since too like i i out uh my first album which was called uh jambot synth party back in october and uh even since then i've kind of like learned a, a world of of new stuff about like recording techniques and just like a lot of it a lot of it has been like how to approach recording because i've always kind of written music I, I, i've never like recorded music myself before i've always like written it down in notation approaching it from like a standpoint of like playing it and recording it and be, being able to like go back and redo takes and all that stuff and that was like probably the biggest biggest thing to kind of like figure out so i i hope that gives you a, a, a good answer to that question oh it definitely does man i mean that is a better origin story than the one i had planned see you were blasted from the planet <laughs> funkatron and then you had to land here to go ahead and spread the word of the great 10 records of funk that would allow everybody to enjoy real good music right and then everybody would start to give into the vibe and then that vibe would be known as the neon sweatsuit because you wear a sweatsuit as you land it 
And not only that, playing the guitar and the bass managed to bring everybody together in a pure unity that somehow had to be sent over to J360 Jams, which where we met up and the ultimate partnership began. And I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to use that one now. Hey, I'll, it's, it's all I'll yours, rewind bro. it and I'll do that again. <laughs> <laughs> it's all yours, brother. Yes. Totally, dude. I love that, Carter. That is awesome. Nice. (laughs) I always love the really, like, uh, you know, kind of, like, sweaty, like, the gym wave sort of vibe and kind of mixed with, like, chip tune. So that, that, yeah, that was a big inspiration, too. Oh, definitely, definitely. Oh, by the way, I would like to get some tips on how to do some of that chip waving, man, because, hey, I'm trying to step in, too. Yeah? Nice, man. Yeah, the hosts want to have some fun uh... with with, with everybody. (laughs) I, I definitely can give you some tips on that, man. At least for what's worked for me, I would, would love to talk about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, part of it for me is uh, just, like, what I've liked about that stuff is you don't need synths that have, like, a crazy, like, tonal range to do chiptune. You know, you just basically, like, your most, like, stripped down kind of, like, synth patches and... And, and use some of those and that's that I, I, I think that's kind of like the essence for me I mean no I think you can definitely uh, there's probably some ways you could do it with more expensive equipment but um, for me, me like I get a Roland Gaia and that's like it's been kind of like my e chip tune factory right there that's oh, uh, nice it's, it's yeah man that one is like a really nice I also have a a, a Juno DS, uh, 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 what is it, 60, 61, 62. And, I mean, you know, like a Juno is like the legendary synth, and this is like the re uh, the reissue, the modern reissue of it. So, I mean, like, I, I can't say enough great things about that one, but really, like, it's the Gaia for in those um, really, like, chippy tunes, mm-hmm. uh, chippy, chippy sounds, like, because it gives you just a lot of options with, like, crafting your own uh your own waveform so mm-hmm. with the juno it doesn't have the the crazy list of like presets and different you know uh keyboard and organ and and brass patches and that that kind of thing but it it has a ton of just like maneuverability with creating your own synth patches and yeah so it's easy to make a nice little bank of like you know you got your your square wave patch and you got a, a saw patch and a, mm-hmm. a sign patch and all the little noises you know I like I'll usually make on that that Roland Gaia too so <laughs> yeah that's been my that's been my thing man very nice dude very nice like hey you know you got a YouTube right yeah tutorials you got to do a tutorial at least once or twice I mean I'm just making a suggestion but I would love to see a yeah. tutorial from you that would be awesome. Sure. I've definitely, man, I've, I've thought about it. Um, just never got around to doing it. So uh, yeah, that might be a, that's a good idea. Hey, as I take the fight, to J three sixty TV, I mean, I am going to throw some suggestions to you guys because the party will be going there. Not all the time, but it will be. <laughs> know yeah. what I mean? And that is, uh, oh my god, dude, like your story here is just beautiful, which is going to lead us into our first track of the evening, and it's called Juicy, because <laughs> that is juicy, information and all. <laughs> all right, 
Ladies and gentlemen, here comes Juicy from Neon Sweatsuit. Take a listen. Okay, and that was Juicy from Neon Sweatsuit. My man, that was one funky track, but 
I like it. I oh, mean, it yeah. makes me think about making like I'm a nice little, nice little mix for myself. But you know, I don't drink, so if anything, let's see, Seven Up and <laughs> <laughs> let's see, Seven Up and maybe. Um, you know what? I used to do this stuff all the time when I was twenty. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting that new senile that they say thirties get. Uh, but it is what it is. I, it'll come back to me a little bit later. <laughs> Other than that, though, um, man, I'm telling you, like, th- what we're listening to is we're listening to parts from the. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for sweaty pants sweaty dance album because i mean it was a hard pick to pick these songs tonight i i like them all dude like you are a godsend on this show thanks man well it's been super uh fun to to do this uh to to like make this album and yeah i'm getting inspired by the j360 legion so, you know, it's uh, I'm. It's been like really like satisfying to to be able to like make this and show it to everybody. Oh yeah, it's uh, fantastic. Yeah, so, thanks for... Definitely, we're gonna make that album of the week cut. I, I just made sure that I was like, "Yep, he's on here. This is gonna happen." And then when I start doing that spotlight feature on my website again, you're a shoe in for it, bro. Yeah. You are. You are. You're definitely on it. Thanks, man. I just got to go ahead and just that is... lay it all out and all set gotta say i'm 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 honored man so uh thank you oh um, definitely yeah definitely. and another thing about juicy too mm-hmm. is i just put out a, a video for that um if anybody wants to check that out it's on my youtube so you can just search neon sweatsuit on youtube and and uh find that it's the latest one so nice it should be pretty easy yeah, I've got a, a few more too. I think uh, some of the other songs you're going to play, I've got some uh, a video or two uh, coming out for. You don't say. Do hmm. You know, I got plans, bro, yeah. and I'm going to unleash them on Tuesday. So I'll let you know what's happening. Actually, you know what? You're already here. I'll let you know what's happening after the show. <laughs> you all out there in the audience have to wait. <laughs> laugh at you, point at you, laugh. It's the truth, though. And besides, I've always followed through on that whole thing and giving you guys those big parties and stuff. You know how it goes here. <laughs> you just gonna have to wait. Yeah, man. Especially because you got a big hey. one happening right now. What's up? Yeah, exactly. We, I, I trust you, man. I jam anniversary's been uh, in spectacular so far. So it's been hey. insane and lit. Along but... the ride. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are on the fourth week, man. Hey, you know, speaking of which, um, do you have a story behind the whole Sweaty Pants, Sweaty Dance album? Like, story what inspired behind it? the album. Yeah, well, 
you know, we were talking earlier, man, about uh, kind of like writing stuff down. And, and for me, like after I did that first album, which uh, back in October, Jambot Synth Party, my first release, which is kind of like a handful of songs the ones that I liked best and kind of threw them together and then like put them in a what I felt was like an appropriately named package appropriately named album and then with sweaty pants sweaty dance I mean I guess like you know you put those things out and then you kind of like sometimes you get a little like buyer's remorse or you feel like oh if I would have done this if I did this again I would uh, I would have done this differently or that that differently and you know, I guess with that uh, first album, I I felt like it it had a lot of things I I really liked, but one of the things it was lacking was kind of like a cohesion and like a lack of like connecting thread. And so with uh, sweaty pants, sweaty dance, I wanted to approach it in like you know in a in a way that was a little better planned. I kind of wrote things out a little more. I I took a look at like what kind of album I want to make, like what. What kind of, uh, you know, like, what does Neon Sweatsuit have to say is, is sort of like what I what I sort of asked myself, right? And then mm-hmm. I kind of, like, bit together a little more, like, top-down from there. So every time I thought of a good, like, track name, I would write it down and then, like, kind of, like, envisioned a group of, like, 11 different tracks. And, like, once I thought I had, like, a good list, then I started writing to, to like, fill out those song titles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, which is a little different approach for me. Like, normally I I would, especially writing instrumental music, it's like I'd write the music and then, like, think of a name for it or think of, like, a purpose. But, um, no, this was, it was really nice kind of, like, reverse engineering it because, like, it was, like, within restraints, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Which I think can be a really, a, a, like, a good exercise as a, you know, whatever the art is that you're trying to do, so. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Very nice. Okay, okay. And, and you know, as a, we are mentioning that, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta ask you about your titles sometime, because they are so good. <laughs> this one is actually uh, the title track from the album we're going to listen to next. It's called Sweaty Pants, Sweaty Dance by Neon Sweatsuit. Take it away, sir. Thank you. 
That was Sweaty Pants, Sweaty Dance from Neon Sweatsuit. Two hot hits tonight. <laughs> and don't you worry, as I mentioned that fourth track, we are going to go ahead and break the rules and we're going to play at least four of his tracks tonight. If you have not checked out Sweaty Pants, Sweaty Dance, the album, what are you doing with your life? Get on this. Come on now, show your support. Be behind him. I know I am. And you know something else, right? Oh, yeah, Neon Sweatsuit. I remember... Uh, us talking about video games at some time. So, what games are you playing lately? Been on of the like. I, I've been playing a lot of like indie games and like pixel art. You know, I you see a lot of the pixel art I put out, and I do. So, getting yeah, like I I I like playing a lot of those kind of games. So, like I was playing this game Blasphemous uh, recently. That oh, that was like a, a really cool game. Oh, definitely want to shout that one out. Uh, ooh, I played this game called uh, Narita Boy. Have you heard of that? That one like just came out. That sounds familiar. Uh, kind of like a, it's like a pixel art, like a Metroidvania style game. Ooh, and that nice. one was cool. I I really loved the artwork in that one. It was gameplay wise was kind of like okay. I you know I'd say like overall like a like a seven six or seven out of ten, but like. I, man, like the at least for like synthwave style, like retro art, that had some really cool stuff. So very uh, cool, very cool. Playing that, yeah. Played uh, Celeste. You ever played that game? That's another like pixel art, uh, kind of like you know, I, th- I think indie indie game. Celeste, um, huh? So- sounds like yeah. space almost. Is it space? It's not space. It's like climbing a mountain. It's uh, uh, it's got really cool like um, like pixel art backgrounds though. The the like the colors are just look like uh, really amazing, and uh, yeah, it was it was overall like a pretty fun game to play. It was kind of like a platformer, like a um, like a precision platformer. Um, and you you kind of have like a like a double jump or it's like a like a air dash move you know so that's sort of like uh sort of like 
the the main mechanic in the in the game you kind of do a lot of like jumping and then like dashing and yeah it's uh it's it's pretty fun pretty like challenging good game overall yeah that sounds pretty amazing my dude i gotta look into that <laughs> man yeah. pixel what art are you playing background. Oh, well, nowadays I'm playing more of PS2 right now. I managed to do some upgrades oh. to it. Like, I got, um, I got, like, I got the vertical stand for it finally. And I also have oh, nice. a, dude, I've been going through hell trying to get the perfect fight pad for this system. And for a while there, I couldn't find anything. I found a Street Fighter one, but it, 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 it shorts out after a while. Maybe my hands are too rough. I don't know. But this particular it's one. It's a fight pad. Oh, you know, like, um, remember, like, if you, well, you, you've grown up during the Sega Genesis time, where it had the six-button oh, yeah. fight pad and stuff like that, like, you know, with the D-pad oh, so and everything? Like a controller extension, basically, that, like, yes. makes it, like, like, optimizes it for a particular game. Yes, like, you know, I'm, I'm all about Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, any fighting game you okay. think of, I played it, so, yeah. Nice, nice. And I got a lot of them on PS2, hey. and... I was hunting for this damn pad, and it turned out to be a Sega Saturn PS2 pad. Like, they made the Sega Saturn pad for oh. PS2, and I bought it. Oh. Damn. So you can you can do, like, button uh, arrangements like it's a Sega Saturn. Bro, I can do combo it. chains now. Yes. <laughs> nice. Man, that's <laughs> I'm, awesome. Um, I'm back, brother. I'm back. I, I was into some of the Mortal Kombat games uh, growing up. I, my favorite one was uh, three, Mortal Kombat 3 Ultimate for, um, for Super Nintendo. Did you ever play <laughs> that one? Dude, you're my brother for life. That that right there, yes. Yes, I have. Yeah. I make sure I got a three copy Ultimate, of that on every that system. One, yeah, man. And that one, because like, everybody will say like one or two are really good and like those ones are are like decent, but then three ultimate was the one where they added. You could do like like thirty different characters, and you know you had like a, everybody had like cool move to learn mm-hmm. and brutalities was, and all. Oh. Yeah, oh yes, dude. <laughs> if we ever find an online version of that, we are gonna have to bout. We're gonna have to do it. Actually, no. Yeah. If you if you have a PS2, no. Hold on. Hold on. Yes, yes, yes. The answer to that is all yes. But PS3, do you have the version of it? Like, do you have it? Because um, they had one called no, Arcade Collection. Ah, damn. Don't so, have any consoles, actually. Okay, so PC it is, then. As soon as we find an online version of that, it's on. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> I I would be into that, definitely. Totally. And you know, I host a video game series called the uh, J360 Power Play. Not to toot my own horn, yeah. just being honest. Yeah, it's well, it's a pretty cool show. So, you know, oh, thank you. Go <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you were there when you saw me throw the Sentinel on top of uh, Alan playing as a uh, Cyclops in the X Men play, right? <laughs> so it's like, oh, uh, wait, no, I didn't. I didn't. I saw the Doom one recently. Um, oh, that one was wild. I can't remember who you're playing with. Oh, me and Al were shooting I, each I other. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, we'll do a lot of wild so, stuff in that. Anyway, you were saying? Did you ever play... Um, that reminded me of, 
like I mean, we we talked about some Bond movies earlier, so like Goldeneye, yeah. of course. But then like definitely, um, we always played Perfect Dark. Uh, we played Goldeneye, a bit, but Perfect Dark was like the kind of like the sequel to Goldeneye, or like it, what I remember was that they were trying to make an actual sequel to that to Goldeneye, and then they couldn't like license it. So they basically, you know, followed through with making the game, but just, a, you know, a, 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 like a proprietary sort of like a property. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't GoldenEye anything. It wasn't any Bond licensing. Mm-hmm. So um, but Perfect Dark was like, it was, story mode was, it was, it was like meh, but... Uh, multiplayer was like everything about GoldenEye times 10 you know you could like you could get a million different guns and like you could add in like uh, computer sims you know so mm-hmm. you have like a ton of different people in the game and at Perfect Dark man we used to do a bunch of those uh, bunch of those late nights <laughs> you know, it's funny. Alan always brings that up to me sometimes. He's like, you know, we need to play Perfect Dark. I'm like, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. It takes me back. So I know. I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I'm thinking, you got PC stuff. You got Game Pass, right? Game Pass? Uh, no, I don't think so. I have Steam. I mostly, and I, I've got Battle.net, too. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's what I got. Well, we'll figure out a way to work that out, because he's been talking about it. I'm all for playing games with you guys, so, you know, we just got to get in the same ballpark. Yeah. We're all on Discord now, so why not? Yeah, totally. I'm I'm, I'm down. I haven't been into, haven't done as much of, like, the online game, like, community gaming and stuff, but, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. A lot of the stuff I've been playing lately has been, like, you know, this, these kind of, like, these like retro games that are it, it, like Celeste, for example, that was kind of like Mario. It's it's not really like a, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, speaking of which, this is the month of June with, with many people. So, uh huh. I was saying, hey, you know, this is the month of June, right? You know, it came out in June twenty third, nineteen ninety one, right? Uh, no. Sonic no, the Hedgehog, bro. It did. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Sonic Day's coming up. Classic. Yes, I play him all the time. Yeah, what's your favorite Sonic game? My favorite Sonic game is actually Sonic 2. Sonic 2 is actually my favorite one, yeah. Because, I mean, it introduced Tails, and Uh, the music was just pumping. But you see, see, like, Sonic 3 and Knuckles is a very close second, too. Very close second. I I was going to say Sonic 2 also. So, I mean, like, not to just say that to agree with you i was totally planning on saying that before. oh dude it was like my first and game for like Sega genesis you know? <laughs> it's like yes yeah so good uh the music is yeah uh, like as soon as you get to chemical hill zone it's like yes yes we're probably not synced up sounded perfect in my head so oh it sure did to me <laughs> and it was, it was it was good to me too <laughs> but 
But you know, um, the only problem I have with Sonic 2 is like when you're in the damn special stage and you know Tails has more rings than you, and then you know like the bombs are coming, and you're like, oh come God. on, damn it. Oh, that special stage. I So I played, I had an older brother, or I have an older brother, and so that that's the like the origin of any like animosity between brothers mm-hmm. is playing the Sonic 2 special stage together and yes it's, it's everyone for themselves you know what i mean <laughs> oh yeah that's an ugly situation is bound to to arise yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. If anybody goes ahead and said Among Us is the one that destroys a lot of uh, friendships and brotherhoods, they have not oh. experienced Sonic Two special stages. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Kids getting their relationships destroyed by Among Us have have not just haven't had them tested in the <laughs> you know the battlegrounds of the Sonic Two special stages. Oh yes, man, lots and lots and lots of respect was lost those days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just—I mean, the same can be safe for like if you're playing Streets of Rage and you know Friendly Fire is on. <laughs> Whereas, like, you're beating up the goon, so you try to help out yeah. your brother or whatever, and then all of a sudden you beat his ass too, and it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> why? And and like Turtles, I think had that. Yes. Too. I, I'll just like I don't get it. That's one of those things that like there's no point. I think it happened Friendly because fight. Final Why why do we need to <laughs> I think it happened because Final Fight, you know, Final Fight was about that life. I think that's what happened. Uh, which one was Final Fight? That one rings a bell. Am I That was the one that was more or less like Um close, but that was the one that was more or less like uh Street Fighter's cousin, if anything. Like it's like that side stroll and beat him up with Mike Hagger and uh Cody and Guy. And they had to go save like Mike Hager's daughter as they battled through the rough streets of Metro City. Like you'd know it if you saw it. Like, sure, sure. It's one of those kind of kind of games. I'll send you a picture to it sometime. I'm kind of locked in right now, but you know. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, um, I I was think the other one I was thinking of was Fighting Force, the '64 game. That's a good Um, one. The other. Literative F title. Because um, that was yeah, supposed to be a Streets oh, of man, Rage title. Was it? Mm-hmm. And then they couldn't get the rights to it, so they went ahead and they made it into Fighting Force. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, it's funny, like, um, not to, like, tangent too hard, but Nintendo 64, is, like, I, I have so much, like, nostalgia for that system, but they didn't have a lot of didn't have a lot of games on there and like there there were even like fewer licensed games and like it's one of the things i liked about ps2 is like it i i mean like sony just like licenses they they do licenses with everybody so like they do a ton of games on ps2 whereas like nintendo like the only licensing thing they had i think was goldeneye and then like i don't know Maybe a couple others, but it's all like proprietary. Oh yeah, but you know Nintendo was always like that when it came to certain situations and stuff. Like um, you didn't really do too much of anything without their say so on stuff, and it's like, yeah, yeah. This is why like certain times, you know, 
like I, I I'll be honest with you, Mario sixty four got me interested in Nintendo sixty four. Let's just be honest. But then like I started yeah, looking at yeah. like Final Fantasy seven, and I started looking at like the Street Fighter games being over there, and like it seemed like like PlayStation just had like a bigger party lot, and I was like, I need to be a part of it. So yeah. I took my jump over totally. there as soon as the PlayStation two came out. So and I never looked back really. Yeah. I did have a PlayStation two, and that was. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, it, you could argue that was a better system than 64. Like, I'm, I'm here for that argument. You know, I'm not, I'm not making it right now. Oh, you're not I'm hurting me, man. You're telling it. the truth. You're, Go you're on. making it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just like, I, I think, you know, since I've, like, now we're at that point where we can, like, be nostalgic about E1, like, uh, you know, PS2 is, it's like, came out damn near 20 years ago now. Yeah, it um, did. But, uh, you know, like, with Nintendo 64, when you go back and, like, look at the, just, like, catalog of games, there's not that much. Like, there, there really was relatively few games for that system, and then PS2 just had an incredible amount of games, and, uh, I maybe like eight years ago or so, um, a buddy of mine, uh, the my my roommate at the time, we we went and uh, went, went to GameStop to like kind of check out some check out the selection on PS2 games because we didn't have internet at the time and we just like you know played PS2 for fun um, and we got like so many great games just off used like five dollar. Uh, deals at the, the at at GameStop, you know, and there's so many little like hidden gems for PS2 also mm-hmm. that uh, you know you just wouldn't find things like that for for Nintendo 64. Yeah, I mean, I can I can agree with you there, but you know, a lot of that stuff had to deal with like everybody was moving to disc, whereas Nintendo decided to say, hey, no, we about the cons- we yeah. about the cartridges, we got to put it on cartridge, got to yeah. be cartridge, so. Good point. Like, you know, if they had saw, saw it like they did and they went with disc earlier, I mean, they did go with disc eventually because of GameCube, but it's like if they hopped on that, you know, it probably would have been a little bit better. But they did try to do like a disc um, external yeah. thing for N64, and that didn't look good at all. So, you know, it's one Ooh, of those kind of things. I don't remember that. What was that? Called? It was called the 64DD, the disc drive. And they were going to actually put um, uh-huh. Zelda on that. Believe it or not, oh. Ocarina of Time was going to be on that, and um, I guess the interest just just wasn't there. And um, yeah. Oh, you mean people weren't interested in buying a whole like separate attachment and like format for the game just for a game they could already play on, on that console? Seems <laughs> weird, <laughs> well, doesn't well, it? Well, you you know the funny thing about that if we consider 32x and how successful that was. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Sega CD, then you know it's not really that far of a fetch. What was thirty two X? What what was thirty two X? God, yeah, that's a full episode right there. But look, look, look. thirty uh, two X oh. was that thing that that mushroom shaped thing they 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 put on top of the Genesis because allegedly it would max it out to like thirty two. Oh. you know what I mean? Thirty two bits as a I way of like this. keeping it alive. Yeah. yeah. 
That damn thing sucked ass, I, dude. I I hated that thing. I was like, my dad bought that thing, and he thought that that thing was was like gold. I was like, hell no, this is awful. It's like a second like mini Sega that you have to like stuff into the, like the cartridge slot, right? And, and, of yeah. the, the first Sega. And and, and even so then, weird. it was it it was shit, dude. Because like the games that were for it weren't even great. You could tell that one way or another, yeah. like Sega, Sega of Japan and Sega of America were fighting each other. So, because because everybody who paid attention knew the Sega Saturn was coming, but the Sega Saturn is a oh god, that's a whole damn other conversation itself. That oh shit, but it's still it's still it bad because so why lot. would you waste waste time on this thing when you know a whole new system is coming? And if anything, it's already thirty two bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I, 32-bit was just weird, too. I, you know, I think th- I remember this is reminding me, I, like, late in the Genesis era, I got one of the 3D Sonic games. I don't know if it was the Sonic Pinball. It was one of the, like, the, it's still 16-bit, but, like, uh, one of the kind of, like, attempts at 3D games from Sega. Oh, 3D it Just, like, it didn't do so yeah, I think that was it. 3D Blast. Yeah. That yeah, sounds I right. That. Um, yeah, and it was, you know, it was like okay, um, but it just, you know, you know like it, it took them a while to get 3D right. And honestly, like, I mean, even like 64 with like early Mario, like the first edition of that, where they, you know, with like the camera angles and stuff, there was a mm-hmm. lot of like room for improvement. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I just think it's hard to even do, a, like a good like 3D action environment um, with less than 64 bits. I mean, give or take, like there's there's room for argument in that. But the truth is, it's like, I mean, it was relatively new at the time. So I mean, we can't really fault him for that, you know, like prototyping yeah. and all. I mean, if anything, the one that really went about bragging about that shit was um, Atari Jaguar on its last legs. Remember that crap? Remember Jaguar? It was supposed to be oh, the no, first... No, I don't. Oh my god, dude, you gotta look that up, because that it might right be there too, was... too young for that. Oh, dude, oh, dude Atari, if you didn't hear about it, you know, it's a good thing you didn't. Because <laughs> it's one of those under-the-radar kind of things that they tried to run with, and it sucked ass. If anything, the Nintendo 64 yeah. is pretty much Atari Jaguar done right. Let's just say that. Okay. Alright. <laughs> yeah, I, there were some weird little, like, side uh, you know, side things that came out in the 90s and, mm-hmm. like, early 2000s that never really took off. And, yeah. and Sega Saturn, I, I remember that it was, like, Kind of stayed around, and you know, you talk about Dreamcast. That was, I don't know, I mean, that was kind of a main system, but Dreamcast really was, was too beautiful for the world, dude. Dreamcast was too beautiful, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all there is to it. I, I still look at mine, yeah, and I, it's still pristine white, there's no yellowing at all. And I'm like, I love yeah. you, Dreamcast. Like, it, it felt like it, it felt like it would be a lot of fun to play. Um, it is. I think I remember <laughs> playing some fun games on Dreamcast too, but uh, yeah, I, I, I not as much as 
is PS2. I think it's like my main, uh, my main nostalgia console. Hey, I mean that's not a bad art. That's not a bad way of going about things, man. That's a good pick because I mean, both of them were just great. I mean, if uh, Dreamcast had like a DVD player in it, it probably could have measured up. You never know. It's just one of them kind of things. That's true. Yeah. It was pretty next level at the time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, the ads for it and all, it's like, it's just, it came at the right time, but it also fell apart at the right time. That's just one of those kind of things. She was too beautiful for the world, as I say. I will honor it yeah, yeah. and play it again someday. Well, probably later on after the interview. Um, <laughs> you know, one of those kind of things. But yeah, man, I mean, like, it's nice to go back through the journeys and stuff. Like, if I ever do, like, a sub-series of the Power Play or something where we go through that, I know who I'm inviting. <laughs> I'll invite you. Yeah, man. I'd love to do that. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Hey, I'm coming up with new ideas from you guys just as much as you, I hope I'm inspiring you guys to come up with new ideas. That's what we do here. We build dreams. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I'll I'll be looking forward to seeing it. (laughs) Yeah, brother. uh, Always get new inspiration from your shows. So, thanks. Really appreciate it. Now, um, actually, no, we didn't even leave it. What am I talking about? Gee, what what am I on these days? All right, look. (laughs) Still here. Yeah, yeah. I think once again, it's that thirty plus senility that just comes into play. I'm sure by the time I hit thirty five, I'll be insane. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I feel hey, that way too sometimes. Right? Shoot, you might be in the same boat as me, right? You're like 34 too, right? Yeah, just about. I'm, there, I'm 30. I have one of my 33. 33. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's not too bad, man. No, 32. 30, I'll be 33 this year. Hey, man, and you're not you're you're not curving yourself just because you want to be younger than Gemini, right? Took me a little. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm no. just, I'm just saying, you're not trying to mark. Are age you now. right around that, dude? Are I, you? I'm, I'm am 34. I, did I get in just under you? Yeah, yeah, you're under okay, me. Okay, I'm, I'm definitely 34. You know, <laughs> like I'm not gonna deny it. You know, like nowadays those knees yeah. be talking to you and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Of course, I, I, you know, I try to oh, try to stay limber, but the thing is, like, yeah, once you hit that 30, you you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, it's true, man. I yeah, that's that's a true thing. Like I, I try to stay active, but it's definitely like I think no matter what, you just you start to like feel it a little more uh, mm. around age thirty. Yeah, I mean, you know, as we get long in the tooth, at least we know that we had a good strong brotherhood here and all that other crazy stuff. And then all of a sudden, we start counting off who didn't get mm-hmm. hit by the Reaper. That's just the way life is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I said, making marks here, bro. Hey, by the way, this song here actually has a very funny title to it. Would you like to introduce it? Yeah, um, so I think this one is going to be Sax Maniac, right? Is that the one you are you got coming up? Yeah, man. Um, so how saxy was she? Good question, Jay. Well, <laughs> uh, I'll just give you a little more background on this one. <laughs> Sax Maniac. Yeah, man. This one, I you know this is uh, this one features some uh, electronic sax. I, you know, was really like torn about the live sax versus the electronic sax. It's really hard to get that good like live sax sound. But, but no, um, 
you can see some great examples in uh like for for example coming to america the soul glow theme song one of my Uh favorite uses of an electric saxophone um which is what inspired the the sort of sax tone that was used on this track so sax maniac it's called it's about you know a, a particular like a maniac on the sax and there's a little more to it. Uh, I've got a video coming out uh, for this song too in the next couple of weeks. So, oh, very nice. Uh, yeah, with that, yeah, yeah, totally, man. Hey, your turn to introduce, man. Go ahead. Well, without further ado, uh, Jay, there, here's Sax Maniac. You got it.
right, that right there was Sax Maniac from Neon Sweatsuit. Great track, awesome stuff, man. Like I said before, y'all need to check out that album, for real, for real. And you know something? As we get into it, though, you know, the party doesn't have to stop there. We're going to go ahead and give you guys a fourth track in a little bit. But I got to say, my man, you know something? Every time I listen to that, it really makes me think of a woman. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, it does make me think of women, too. You know, that bluesy sax well, playing like I that. mean... Are you ready to make a bigger business impact? Make your mark with the abundant brain power, unlimited water supply, and affordability of the greater Rochester, New York region. We have a highly skilled workforce and fully integrated supply chain to support future business success. Augmented reality smart glasses, satellite systems, laser technologies, hydrogen-powered fuel cells. Innovations created here but felt everywhere. Visit rochesterbiz.com and make your mark in the greater Rochester, New York region. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, sure. You know, I mean, I think uh, like a good song is should be able to like be interpreted any which way by by whomever is listening. To yeah, it, don't you think? yeah. You know, you should tell Survey Channel that. I still don't see the weed. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and a little little reference to episode eight. By the way, Survey, love you, man. We I just had to go ahead with that. <laughs> But yeah, most definitely, dude. I like I, I I love saxophones, and you know, a long time ago, I used to play trumpet. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It was awesome, That's and I, I I have one here, but you know, I gotta I gotta work on my embrosure again, and I already want to do too many things, so I'm just gonna stick with trying to play the guitar and match you guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's the That's thing. That's funny. You know? I I used to play uh, the baritone in uh, Ooh, uh nice. bands you know like in in school band i mean oh yeah um, yeah it's so nice so yeah i was i was there with you in the the brass section too so <laughs> brass family for life you know we make the band mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it was, it was totally oh. Oh, I, I always do that to mess with um you know other people who played band too because you can always tell they're like hey why you say that for you know we of the woodwinds we we did uh uh-uh, ain't nobody think about y'all brass brass is where it's at brass or your ass don't you understand <laughs> trumpets really are like oh yeah they're 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 important oh yeah mm-hmm. and then here come the percussionist looking over us like what you say what. What? <laughs> yeah, uh. true, true. And when I was in in middle school, though, like they didn't really let you go crazy on the percussion. Like you, oh man, I, I think it's like you had to do like the pads because they mm-hmm. otherwise they knew everybody would do it just so they could like slam on the big bass drums and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I had to like you know they they doled all that stuff out. Needed it out carefully, you know what I mean? Oh I yeah, <laughs> all these kids, I mean, a million kids slamming snare drums. I mean, you know, like what else would they expect you to do? I mean, you're supposed to be having that kind of fun, but I guess it could get kind of noisy. But it's just one of them kind of things where, like, when people practice like that, you know, they're developing rhythm and hooks. Exactly. You gotta like, like, love what you're playing. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. Too. Just Otherwise, like when you just... and 
you know, just like when you and Space Force made up, made that song, I was like, that's beautiful. These guys have resonated and achieved an arrangement that's so incredible here. And same thing with, like, oh, God, that's just awesome, like, the way you guys handled that song. Yeah, thanks, man. Well, yeah, that was was an awesome I'm working with Space Force doing that. Uh, we did a couple of tracks on mm-hmm. his latest release and uh, Through the Universe. Yes. One of them. Yeah, yeah. Anthem, I think, is the other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. That was a lot of fun. Man, Space Force is, like, one of the one of the people. It's just been, like, super awesome to, like, get to know all these other artists personally and, like, work with with some of them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it warms force. my heart to see everybody in the Jam Fam coming together and uniting like that. That's really cool. Yeah, it is, and that's why it leads to a great show like this, my man. You know, speaking of which, bonus track, incoming transmission from G360 Jams, Party Lord by Neon Sweatsuit. Neon Sweatsuit with that amazing bonkers, awesome song. It's bonkers, bonkers, bonkers. Thank you, Neon Sweatsuit.
Transmission ended. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that was Party Lord by Neon Sweatsuit. Thank you, J360 Jams. See you this Friday. Man, isn't that amazing? We got an episode this Friday, man. <laughs> we got a one gig to another gig. Yeah. <laughs> but I love doing J360 Jams, and this 27th episode is going to be a grand undertaking. It is the anniversary episode. Now, I know we're not going to exactly hit um, June 27th, but by the time June 27th hits, Jams has been on officially for one year. And hell of a year. Yes, it has. Very interesting ride, and I'm telling you one thing. I don't want to be stroking my ego. I hope it did. I hope that Jams made everybody's life a lot easier. I really do. I hope that it did. Yeah. I, let me just speak for myself here since I'm I'm here. Yeah, sure. Say that Jams. Yeah, it did, man. I mean, I you know, we've been kind of talking on and off the air a, a bit, but it's like the, the, the um, I'll say again if I've already said this on the air, that like the having the ability to find these little, little like communities online, um, you know, and just like the extent to which you can have like a community with like chatting and like uh, you know everybody kind of gets to know each other. Um, yeah, that's been super helpful um, for for you know I mean, someone like me who can't do their their normal band. Um, I mean, we're now getting back to it. I, I should say, but yeah, it's been it's been great uh, this past year. So, congrats, man! Full year. <laughs> yeah, shout outs and thank you, man, and happy jam anniversary to you, by the way. Yeah, man, happy jam anniversary too. Yep, one to year. <laughs> and to all a good night, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of which, man, before we uh, break off, um, I want to know this. Uh, do you have any links that you want to let people know about, like where they can reach you, how they can listen to your music and throw their support behind you? And you can include your other project as well. On to Spotify if you want to listen to the latest albums, Sweaty Pants, Sweaty Dance. Um, any of the tracks you heard, they are, are from that album or from my previous October 2020 release. Um, so Spotify, you can also find me on YouTube, um, where you'll, you'll see the little like animated videos that I post. Um, usually we'll go to YouTube and then Instagram too. uh, follow me on Instagram and, you know, I usually, uh, you know, that's, I'll interact and comment and stuff. So that's, that's kind of where I've got to know, uh, where I've got to know UJ and a lot mm-hmm. of other people from the, the jam fam. Yep. And man, like I said, this it, you, you've been a delight on the show, bro. I'm just glad. I, I'm still, you know what I mean. I still can't believe you're like right here, right now. But it's true. <laughs> we did it. This was a oh, grand thanks, episode. Yeah, bro. we did it. Mm-hmm. And you oh, know what? Though I, I'm, I hope I'm you glad come back. I could be a part of it. <laughs> you know it, man. I hope you can come back for other episodes because uh, we got a lot to talk about. Ooh, man, I, I, you know, for all the like two hours we spent, like I feel like we kind of just scratched the surface. So yeah. I have to do another. Yep. That's gonna be a given. Oh man, because I, I know, like I know Jack wants to come back. I know Space Force wants to come back. Hey, maybe we can have like a bridge club with that one. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> you know it. Oh man, and uh, let's see. Oh, yes, yes, definitely, definitely thinking about putting you on 27. You know, you need to be on 27. <laughs> That's the truth. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. I will get my submissions to you on on that because I've it's been a while. I haven't. Well, I missed one, but try not to miss any jams. You know, right. so hey, man, as long submissions. as long as you're there in the audience and stuff, and everybody's just jamming out, pun. Uh, (laughs) then we're doing it right, you know? So, no worries, no rushes, just take your time. But I do know this, this has been one spectacular episode, this has been one successful event, and we are totally going to do it again next year. Thanks again to Neon Sweatsuit, and thanks again to all of you for tuning in and listening and all. Happy Jammiversary again, this is J-Man signing off, peace. Peace.